simulator and everything, but... Okay. All right. Let's continue. We're uh, Torayim Tov. We're continuing the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We started the third chapter yesterday about Elul, discussing the idea of Rachamim and how we merit Rachamim. So we just started that. And there's a very important footnote, footnote Lamed Ches, that brings you the very important piece from the Basil Shasharm. And I'm going to paraphrase that entire section because it makes things very clear. The Mesil Shasharm, in the fourth chapter of Zahirus of Alacrity, he asks, why is there such an attribute of Rachamim of mercy? Because after all, don't you have to be very exacting with judgment? Judgment is, you, we judge as what you do. What's this idea of mercy? And the answer, he says, is the world cannot exist without mercy. No one could stand up if Hashem is going to be exacting in judgment. But still in all, even with mercy, it doesn't corrupt the justice system. And he explains why. He starts off like this. According to the letter of the law, if a person does a sin, he should be punished immediately without any delay. And the punishment should be with strictness, with anger, as is befitting someone who rebels against Hashem, and there's no way to repair it. So it should be instant, with anger, and no repair. That's the letter of the law. But, so now the question is, so how can a person repair what he already did? person murdered somebody he was doing uh, uh, what do you call it uh, adultery how can you fix it up so he says like this the attribute of mercy seems to be the opposite of these three things number one we give the sinner time to uh, do tshuva Shem doesn't wipe the guy off. First of all, he doesn't wipe the guy out, as he should right away. Just wipe him out. Number two, when the punishment comes, it doesn't come to destroy him. And there's an opportunity of tshuva, which is a complete chesed, where we consider the uprooting of his past desire as if he was uprooting the action. Okay, so... That is Rachamim, which seems to be the opposite of judgment. Uh, and what are we saying is when the person doing tshuva recognizes his sin and he confesses and he reflects on the evil and he repents and he regrets a complete regret, it's like a regret of a vow where uh, a person uh, can make it as if the vow never happened and he feels in pain over what he did, and he leaves it from the future and runs away from it, that's like uprooting the thing from his desire, and that's considered as if, like he uprooted a vow. And he says, and this is certainly a chesed, that is not according to the letter of the law, but it's still, here's the point, that the chesed of this mercy does not contradict the judgment Totally. And this is this blend that we've referred to yesterday. He says, there is a way to um, manage this because when he did the Avera, he had a desire that he wanted to do the sin 
and there was a pleasure that he had when he did the sin. That's what happened. That's the evil. I wanted to do the sin, and I enjoyed the sin. Now that he is, he gave him a chance for tshuva, he regrets it and is in pain. Okay, so that has made up. You, 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 you enjoyed the sin, now I don't enjoy it. Okay, you were happy doing the sin, now you're unhappy, you're ashamed, you're embarrassed of it. So that fixed that up. The fact that Hashem gave you time, it's not that he ignored it, it just showed patience that you can have an opportunity to repair things. And, for example, there's other aspects of kindness. We say, for example, a child can bring merit to a father. Or we say, um, part of a soul is like a whole soul. So, the way of chesed is to receive a little bit as if a lot, but it doesn't contradict the justice because there's good reasons to consider it. Now, we can't just ignore sins without doing anything and not to pay any attention because that would be going against the law. Mm -hmm. uh, but, because, so therefore, that you can't find. But if, uh, so, but if he doesn't do any of these things that we said about tshuva, then the judgment will come. So what he's basically saying is that justice has to be served. Now, we can do it the strictest way to the extreme. You just sin, you're out, finished, goodbye, throw the book at you, no way of fixing it, you're done. Now, what would pure chesed be? Ignore it. Okay, that we can't do either. So now, what's the blend? The blend is we could have a chesed that still will not corrupt the judgment. So how is the judgment not going to be corrupted? I'm giving him time. Doesn't mean I ignore it. I'm giving him time. Now, if I give him time, he still doesn't do anything, so he'll get it. So it, I didn't, we didn't lose anything. The guy still is going to get his punishment. If he does tshuva, so now what, was the, what, did, he, what did he do bad? Well, he rebelled against God. He, he, he enjoyed it. Okay, so now he's saying, you know what? I'm, I'm upset that I did it. I'm embarrassed that I did it. I'm, I'm so sad. I'm crying. So that suffering corrects the pleasure he had. And the regret is saying, I, I no longer is interested in that. And again, what does Hashem gain by killing you? What does he gain by killing you? Does it fix anything? Right? So at least give the guy... It's, right? And the fact that Hashem says, okay, so therefore the pain and suffering that you bring on to yourself with the tshuva does not require Hashem to make you suffer now to punish you. So that undoes it. And the desire to sin, if you say, I no longer desire, and you mean it, so it undoes that desire. So what, what bothers us most about uh, when justice is not served? The guy got away with it. How come he gets away with it I don't? So what's going on? So that I don't if I don't if he can get away with it, so I should be get, so I don't care anymore. But the truth is you're never gonna get away with anything. It's only we don't go with the full force. Din means full force, I'm not interested. Rachmi means I'm blending chesed with the din that both have to happen at the same time. The chesed is I don't knock them out right away. I give them time. That's a chesed. 
but it's not that I ignore it. And he's going to eventually have to suffer. Either he's going to bring it on to himself or then I'm going to have to do it. And he's going to have to really regret doing what he did. So is it the full judgment? No. Is it full kindness? No. And that's what mercy is. And these are the days of Elo where we're seeking this kind of mercy. Yes? I think the question was answered, but I want to ask it anyways because it's important. Okay. So I do an evader. Hashem knows if we are coming to the time to eventually do Shuba. Yes. But you're not doing Shuba. The, the, the attribute of mercy keeps on going there. It keeps on extending more and more and more time. So. What's your question? So the question is, uh, does Hashem give you warning shots where he goes over the time? He can give you warning shots. Or he can give you warning shots. Time's or running out. Time's running out. So Hashem knows what you're thinking. So Hashem can give you more and more time. Hashem knows that. But eventually. So, so now you see where my question is going? No. Hashem knows, Hashem knows but you're not going to get away with it. Right. But Hashem, Hashem gives you a, the right amount of time that was fair that if you planned on changing your mind you would change My it. question is fair. So now what's so I'm so again I don't hear your question. Start question with a, is, start with a W. Uh, <laughs> Hashem knows you time run up. The only God could say that. Right, and, and the question is, if Hashem knows where you're going to get to, you keep on getting more time. It's not a W, but will, will, will is a W. Will Hashem keep on getting more and more time if He knows you're eventually going to get there? But you're not getting there. It's like years, years, you're not getting there. But, but Hashem knows the way you're going to be. You know, so that, you, you know that I can't answer for Hashem. I, I guess. And the reason I'm not going to answer that is because if you knew the answer, then you're going to figure Hashem will give me all day long. Well, you should never that. act as if he's given me all day long. Don't count on it. No, don't count God on forbid it. a person could be involved in a tragic instant death. Yeah. And then the question is, why didn't you? Well, I thought I was going to live forever. Oh, so big HR says, when I'm 98 and I can't enjoy anything in life, then I'll do a complete tshuva. Oh, and that's not a good though, idea. On the positive note, it's the other side of it. Hashem knows that was everything, and Hashem is full control. Will Hashem, it's up to Hashem, but... Again, it does. That's not. It's all day long. But since I'm never going to be punished, you know what? Then he'll be punished in the next world, which is right. ten times worse. Ten times, a million times worse. Which you said before. Yeah. So you're not going to get away with it. Hashem will say, "Okay, you had a good life." I'm trying to lean on and, the hope question. And now you hope. The hope that you know. Is, don't don't count on it being forever. You don't, the one thing's for sure, you have no guarantee how much time he's gonna give you. Don't bank on that. That's what we're saying. Try to get it done as soon as possible. And if you just say, well, next year, next year, you know, the next year never comes. So that's, so now Elul's here, so what are you waiting for? So now we're, we're hoping for Rachamim. Okay, so now we're gonna see where he takes us now. Because you go to section base within this third chapter of what is Rachamim and how we merit it. So it says one of the fundamental principles of Rachamim is that we have to look at the root of everything and not at the result of what we do. Meaning to say that even if we go according to the letter of the law, and what does the letter of the law mean? We look, what did he do wrong? Okay, that is the letter of the law. You ate treif. You killed someone. 
the letter law looks at that action. Rachmim comes and says we could have compassion by looking at the root that brought us to this action. And if it the root is good, maybe we could find a way to bring him merit in judgment, which we have to explain. So what does that mean? Let's, well, let's just say a simple, a secular example. A kid, an 18-year-old kid robs a bank, holds up a convenience store. Judgment says, well, what did he do? He held up the convenience store, he should be punished. Now, why did he do that? Well, he comes from a broken home. The father beat him up. He never had any opportunities. So now I look at the root, that gives a reason to have some mercy. Not to let him off the hook. But we have you have to be a fair judge, you have to look at that too. That's where mercy says, okay, let's look at the source. Now the source could be really a terrible source. He had everything he could have wanted and there's no reason to do this. Then there's, you know, there's gonna be no ability to have mercy. But let's say, so now the question is, what's the source of the last Avera that you did? Well, remember what we said yesterday, that's a lack of amuna. You feel that there's some source of pleasure outside of Hashem. Isn't that the source? Why did you do the Avera? Because there's some pleasures outside of what Hashem gives me and I, I'm my own. That's the source. So now the Racham, so, so we're looking at the total picture. You ate treif. You spoke Lashon Hara. Okay, according to the letter of the law, punish. That's it, nothing else to look at. But let's look at the source. The source is, no, the source is, I had bad Amuna. I think I could live outside of Hashem. All right, that is the real source of that. Now, what's the point? To just punish the result or fix up the source? The idea is let's fix up the source. If the source is fixed up, then that thing he did before, it's like it's, it's, it's not here anymore. Meaning to say, if I'm, I'm eating treif, I'm eating treif, and the source is I can have pleasure as Hashem, and if I don't do tshuva, I'm gonna eat treif tomorrow too. I'm gonna keep eating treif because I wanna have pleasure outside of Hashem and I have no regrets about that. Well, if a guy's not doing tshuva, Hashem sooner or later is gonna punish him. If the guy says, listen, I shouldn't have eaten treif, but that's not enough to eat treif. Okay, I shouldn't have eaten treif. I'm gonna stop eating treif. Yeah, you really? Why do you think you're gonna stop eating treif? You won't, you're lying to yourself. You say, you know why I was eating treif? Because I believe there was a pleasure outside of Hashem. And now I'm really thinking about it, that's crazy. There's no such thing as a pleasure outside of Hashem. And he means it. So now, what has happened? The source is gone. He's not gonna eat treif anymore. It's just not on the radar anymore because he no longer feels, he says, this is a, was a false pleasure. I should never have slipped into it. And therefore, now that I realize, and he has to mean this part, this part has to be meant, I will not engage in pleasures outside of Hashem because that's false and should not be. Once he does that, now there's a reason to forget him, forgive him. Because if he goes out of that feeling or that emotional state that caused him to do the sin, 
he's beginning to recognize his limited power and he nullifies himself before Hashem. He begins to serve Hashem from humility and loyalty. So the attribute of mercy says, since the root of the Avera has been erased, we have to forgive him and give him a flow to enable him to get closer to Hashem, even though his action was bad. Because now we're dealing with the source of the problem. If the source, I'll give you another example, okay, from the medical world. Okay, person has a certain physical condition, whatever it is, and it causes him to uh, get sick in a certain, manifest itself in a certain way. Okay, so the doctor has two choices. He can treat the symptoms, he can treat the symptoms. And let's say he's a, he gets a bad reaction to dairy. Lactose intolerant. Okay, so what happens? There's something wrong with his stomach. That's the root. The manifest is you have a pizza, you have a stomach. So what can we do? We give you a lactate, right? That's the punishment, so to speak. You know, that, that you, you gotta pay for it, cost money. You gotta swallow the pill. You don't like swallowing the pill, but this way I can eat it. Or we could try to do a surgery that will change his insides that let that dairy doesn't create a problem anymore. Now, what makes more sense to do? If you can, and it's not that terrible, you do the surgery. Yeah, you do the root cause, remove the root cause. So now, so, this, so, so that, that would be the merciful thing to do. <laughs> the justice thing, take a lactate. So therefore, if you did a sin, well, the justice says punish him. But punish him just deals with the symptom. You really didn't fix anything. What, what did the punishment help? Well, he won't do it again. Why do you, he may be addicted to it. He can't stop doing this up here. So, but if he will change his attitude and say all real pleasures come from Hashem and this is a stupid pleasure, I'm not interested in that pleasure anymore because I come to that recognition. So what does Hashem have to punish him for? Didn't we get the same goal? The main goal is he should not, cheaters don't prosper. And he didn't gain from that sin. Temporarily he did, but now he has the pain of remembering he did it out of air and he's so embarrassed. And now he's gone to the source and the source is fixed up. And therefore, <coughs> footnote Lamitev says, whatever a person achieves or, or whatever concept you have of tshuva, we have to realize it's an awesome mercy of Hashem towards the creatures. And this inner aspect of tshuva, we've already explained, is to live in the proper way, to recognize everything is from Hashem, and all your avodas reveal the light of Hashem in the world through nullifying yourself, and that is the inner core of Rachamim. So what we're saying is, chapter 2 told us, Really, we have to come to the inner core of knowing Enod Movado. And when you plug in Enod Movado to become your new mindset, that makes you worthy of Rachamim from Hashem. And that leads us now to section Gimel, where he goes more into detail of this. That you have to understand that even Hashem, who created us, gives us the ability to do actions. But when you look at it internally, we don't do that on our own. All our strength and life comes from Hashem. My ability to sin comes from Hashem. 
The fact that I can move my hands while I'm sinning comes from Hashem. So who is really doing my Averos? Really, it's Hashem. Because Hashem, if he didn't want you to do Averos, he'd pull the plug on you. He'd stroke you before you could do anything bad. But he's concealed. So Hashem's conduct is he will not interfere overtly with what we do. Now, he wants us to be messengers and ambassadors and behave on Hashem's behalf and to reveal Hashem's kingdom. And we want the person to reveal Hashem and we're just a, uh, uh, what, uh, a mirror that or whatever we reveal this. And that's what the whole creation is. It's a combination of two things. The, the part of Hashem, which is the life force, the inner core, as we say, you give life to everything. And then there's the part of the creature that externally he's doing everything in the world and giving Hashem pleasure. That's really what's happening all the time. You did a mitzvah? One second, I got to finish this idea. Well, you did a mitzvah? You think you, you, externally you did a mitzvah. Really, Hashem did the mitzvah. It was a partnership. So now, let's take a look at now when you do something wrong. Let's see how the Midas Hadin should look at it. You went and ate treif. You went and spoke lush and hard. So now, the natural justice weighs very heavily the actions. And it says that after man was created, he's responsible for himself. So therefore, you only get what you deserve. Because we look at the actions. You are responsible for what we do. That's judgment. Judgment says, what do I see? You went and did a sin. You had a choice. So you got to get punished. Chesed looks at the inner aspect of what's going on. The inner aspect is nothing else other than Hashem. Hashem gave you the whole life force. Hashem put in your, uh, your head the idea to sin. Okay? So, what did you really do? If Hashem... Hashem could have made you vomit right now. Could have not made you hungry. So, therefore, really, the sin is totally done by Hashem. Yeah. Was Hashem enabled you to do this? Wait a minute. So that means uh, I'm, I'm excused? No, 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 no. Because we can't just have din. We can't just have chesed. We have to have rachamim, the blend. So therefore, on the one hand, it says, it, it says what? That even if you're not worthy, Hashem wants to give you. Hashem wants to give you. Okay, that's from the side of Hashem being the giver. But on the other hand, uh, you have to look at what happened and what he did. So therefore, now we have to blend those two in. Now, how do we blend them? That's what we talk, it's called rachamim. That's the, we don't totally punish him, but we don't totally let him off the hook. So now the real question is, it's got this blend so on the one hand, comes to meet us uh, Rachamim, and the one hand says, you give to one who's not worthy, because there is chesed. But on the other hand, you can't ignore the realities. So now, what, what does Hashem do? So very simple. The point is, how does man look at his actions? 
What do you think you're doing? So how much do you look at the inner core? And that will tell us who you really think you are. So if the person mistakenly thinks that my external reality is the main thing, and the main thing is what people do, that's what life's all about. And uh, let's say certainly the person says nature is an independent reality and I can do whatever I want and it has nothing to do with God's business. So God says, oh, you don't believe in this inner aspect? <laughs> so then justice goes on what you did. Don't ask me to go any deeper. You said you're in charge. So I, I agree, you're in charge and therefore you're totally liable. And therefore, boom, there's something to talk about. That's a person who doesn't do tshuva. Unrepentant sinner. An unrepentant sinner, Hashem says, so you believe we do based on what you do? You're doing everything, fine. So I have nothing to do with it. No, you have nothing to do with it. If that's what you really feel, then I'll treat you that way. So why did you go against the Torah? I, I wanted to. That's it. But if a person at least tries to do tshuva, he said, I want to go back to you, Hashem. He regrets the mistake. And he understands deep inside of him that Hashem is the true reality. And he believes there's no true reality outside of Hashem. And all of the creation is just to reveal Hashem. And he now says, I will now lurk, look in everything for the light of Hashem and connect to it. And not only am I going to want to do the will of Hashem, but I don't think I'm really accomplishing anything. And I believe that everything comes from Hashem. So now that the person has done tshuva and he lives a life of bitol, he recognized the inner truth that everything comes from Hashem. So now everything's fixed. Hashem says, and you're right. And that I'm the one who caused you to do the sin. I set you up for the sin. Okay, and I can forgive it. And here's the rule. The way a person measures, the way a person measures, that's how he's measured. So, therefore, when a person says, I'm in charge, I do everything, I can do whatever I want. And Hashem says, okay, if that's your perception of reality, I will judge you based on your perception. And you're in, and you're in charge. Don't, you know, so now, but he says, no, no, no. That's what I thought when I was doing this sin, but now I'm doing tshuva. And he means it. He says, you know what? I really didn't accomplish anything. This was the stupidest thing in the world. And really, Hashem, I made Hashem, I made Hashem do these actions to let me fi finish it off. But really, everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I was crazy for what I did. And really, it, and, and from now on, I'm only going to do the will of Hashem. So then, who really did that action wasn't me. And it wasn't, because you now have come to the truth. Now, Hashem can tell if you're trying to fool him or not. Don't just say words and not mean it. He'll tell right away. If you go and make the same mistake again, then you didn't mean a word you said. But this is what justice is. This is what Masil Sharma is saying. Well, it's a corruption of justice. It's not a corruption of justice, because you now have changed your attitude to reality. You're judged based on the reality that you presently have. Hashem will, now, if that changes, then Hashem, so therefore Hashem doesn't punish you right away. He gives you an opportunity to change your perception of reality. 
And once you change your perception of reality, then Hashem says, there's no reason to punish you anymore. Question. Thank you for waiting. Yeah. So we just discussed that uh, whatever Avigat we are doing, it is Hashem is doing for us, right? Yes. But I feel no, it is, I feel it is the humans are doing. If Hashem is doing uh, uh, action, then where is the free will choice? Because he is the making his own mistakes. Then she, everything is coming from Hashem, then he doesn't have free will choice at all. So Hashem is doing it for him. Hashem made Avigat for him. But I don't think so. I think it is the humans. Humans are making, not Hashem. Only good things come from Hashem. We don't do anything. Uh, yeah, but but an Avera that you do tshuva from is also a good thing from Hashem. Remember, if you do tshuva out of love, then the Avera becomes good. Yes, that we learned. So, that's, so that, that means when you did the sin, eventually that became a good thing. But I think there is no free will choice. Because Hashem has cho- chosen to do... There to is a limited free will okay. choice. The free will choice is, is a very, very little amount. Hashem is giving you a choice. You got kosher, you got treif. So it's okay, I'd like to eat treif. Yeah, go try it. Try to do it. I won't let you. Then where's your free will choice? Hashem says, okay, I'm going to let you. But that means Hashem enabled you to eat it. You have, but Hashem gave you that strength. So how much free will choice do you have? I have the free will choice that I want to do the Avera, but do you have the ability to do the Avera? Only if Hashem lets you. Hashem could say, you want, you decided there, fine. I'm not letting you, not on my dime, not on my watch. So now that the fact that you do it is because I'm helping you do it. So there's no free will choice in the actions. There's a very little amount of free will choice, that little itty bit. To, in your mind, do I want to do the good? Do I want to do the bad? Now I want to start to do it. But can you finish it? Only Hashem can let you finish it. And that's the core. That's the core. That's why you have to come on to Enod Malvado. And once you say the Enod Malvado, then you're telling Hashem, look at the core and not at the... Question, how, do you, how do you want people to look at your actions? Say it very simply. Your, your child does something bad to you. How do you judge him? What caused him to do this thing that he did bad? Was there a lot of peer pressure? Was that really what it was? So how much choice? I know you chose to, to take the car and to, and to, and to crash the car because you were on, uh, drunk. How much pressure did you get from your friends? Who was really doing it? Of course you decided to do it, but that pressure was so strong, you just couldn't overcome that pressure. If the guy says, no, I make all my own decisions, doesn't matter, and I decided to, oh, so you decided to go take the punishment. But if you admit it was the peer pressure that did it, and I no longer will listen to peer pressure, then who really did it? It was the peer pressure. So, okay, I'll let that go, because you're no longer a person involved with peer pressure. So it's funny, we have free will, but we don't. You have as much free will as you think you have. And Hashem will judge you based on what you think you have. And that's that very fine line. So it's not the old, the devil made me do it excuse. Because if that's really so, then you should say, I don't want to do it anymore. So why do you keep doing it? So I still think I'm doing it. But if a person says, Hashem, I know that without you, I couldn't do these sins. 
but it was my wanting that enabled you to help me. So I don't really want to do it. And I'm begging you to help me have the strength to say no from now on. And to really mean that. And Hashem, it's a good thing. You could fool everybody all the time, but you can never fool Hashem. And if you can't fool Hashem, Hashem will know if you're serious or not. And if you're not serious, it's a joke. He's not going to help you. And then he'll punish you. But if he knows you're serious, but let's say it's going to be, I can't do it all in one day. I need some time. So says, I got all the time. As long as I feel that you feel bad about it and you want to go deeper, then Hashem will say, I'm willing to do that for you. Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to stop it over here.